Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a culture and conversation podcast where listeners can detox from the world around you and get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with detox. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and on today's episode, I get to speak to the founders of the company Pure Beam Inc. Now, I speak to, specifically, I speak to Michael Bird and David Fisher, so two-thirds of Pure Beam. And the unique thing about this company is these guys had a company where, because of the COVID shutdown, they lost all of their revenue, they lost the ability to provide for their family, and they had to think of a way in which they could both provide a service to the community and also provide jobs for themselves and their employees that worked for them. And they turned into Pure Beam, which cleans businesses, homes, etc., of germs by using UV light to do so. It's really unique. It's a fantastic concept. Cannot believe anybody hadn't thought of this first. And I'm excited for everyone to hear the specifics of it. But before we get there, I want to let you know that today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Snuffy. Snuffy is a clothing brand empowering you to show your weird unapologetically with bravery and confidence. 10% of all proceeds go to support LGBTQ plus organizations run by trans people of color. And the company is owned and operated by Nick Silvestri. Nick designed the detox logos, both the regular one and the Pride Month exclusive one. So if you like his work, you want to go support him, go on over to snuffy.co. That's snuffy, S-N-U-F-F-Y dot C-O. And now... Stick around for my conversation with Pure Bean after this. Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. With me at this time is two thirds of Pure Beam Inc. That's Michael Bird, David Fisher. How are y'all doing today, Mike? I'll start with you. What has your well? We're going to get into what your life has been up to. I will say this, but I would say, how are you doing currently? We're doing really well. It's uh, you know, I don't know how elaborate I should get at this point, but it's, <laughs> it's been a bit of a you know, pull the rug out from under you kind of. Uh, time for everyone really not just me not just david fisher not just you know our other partner but it's been it's been a really interesting time um for like i said for everyone it's been uh we're living differently we're uh you know getting together differently we're we're trying to work and make money differently it's right. it's uh i don't even really know how to explain it or describe it but everything is different but we all need to keep going forward so i don't know it's yep. it's it's different. Basically, I love it. Is my short. <laughs> I love it. And David, how are you doing today? I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing better than I deserve, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, it's um, 2020. Um, I, I don't want to uh, go back in time to 2020, and I don't want ever want to be in 2020 ever again. But I think we've learned a bunch of lessons, and I think we've all learned a way to move forward. And I think yes. it's a good thing. Yep. Absolutely. And y'all's story is so interesting. I was chatting a little bit with y'all before we got started. And I think it's so great how y'all were able to take this kind of unforeseen circumstance of this global pandemic that 
if anybody called it in Vegas, like they're set for life because I, I don't think anybody necessarily saw this happening, especially in this way. But you took something unforeseen and turned it into a new opportunity out of necessity. And I think that's really admirable. And there's a lot of great work that you're able to do as a result of that. So David, I want you to start us off and really kind of walk us through the early timelines of what happened in the initial days. I know your work was kind of like a lot of people in, in the country stripped away in March when we all kind of went on lockdown. So walk us through what that looked like for you and those kind of early conversations around forming what would end up becoming Pure Beam Inc. Great. So um, I am an independent meeting producer and video producer, and I've been doing it for 27 years. And um, Mike Bird and our other partner, David Cleves, they have their own uh, AV rental company and, um, and a service company. And when COVID hit in late February, early March here in the United States and everything was shut down, um, collectively between our two companies, we went from you know millions in revenue streams that we're used to, to zero, yeah. um, literally zero. And... Um, um, and it was an eye opener to all of us, um, of how quickly our businesses could uh, be affected by something like this, but it's also a little, I don't, I don't want to say that ours is worse than anybody else. Cause everybody else has affected in one way or another. Um, the difference that we had to, the, the realization that we had to come to is the fact that, um, our normal business live events, large scale meetings. Um, a lot of face-to-face -face shaking and shaking hands and kissing and hugging people and expo business and things like that is never going to be the same. It's it's right. never going to come back to the way it used to be. Um, there's going to be all kinds of precautions that are going to be set in place and things are never going to be the same as what they used to be. So we, we, uh, we knew that um, we could either flounder and, uh, and die, or we could figure out a way to make things different. And right. so our business partner, David Cleves, um, uh, his father was in medical sales business and we, he started doing some research on what uh, germicidal ultraviolet C uh, light bulbs can do um, in our business. And that, that was mm. the initial focus is what can I do in our business to help out <clears throat> what we do and make our meetings safer, uh, our productions safer and things like that. Um, and David found that there are ways that we could retrofit our existing fixtures that we use in our business already with ultraviolet C light bulbs. Uh, they're, uh, they're fluorescent uh, in nature and how they work, but they, right. they shoot in a ultraviolet C uh, light spectrum. And it's the same light spectrum that's been used in hospitals for the past 20 years, 30 years. Um, it's the same spectrum that was that's been studied for a hundred years now. It started out in the early, early 1900s as a form to, as a way to kill tuberculosis. And yeah, that's right, they, that's were, right. they were doing the research back then. And it was actually in the 1930s when Duke University Hospital was one of the first uh, to adopt the use of ultraviolet light to right. kill microbes and germs. And so we saw kind of the writing on the wall of we could have a business using our existing fixtures. We could provide a service because we're all, both of our businesses are service oriented. That's what we know how to do. Sure. We know how to service clients. We don't, we're not 
we're not salespeople per se. We don't make right. a widget and sell it. That's not what we do. We provide right. a service and make people's lives better and easier. Oh, and God. so we knew that um, we could combine our philosophies that we learned over the past 27 years with this new technology and create a business where we're cleaning houses, cleaning businesses, and um, and also provide work for some of our crew that are also not getting work. Definitely. And I, and I love that too, because I think about some of the early days and, you know, I, I, I would say we still don't have it figured out as a society, as far as like things keep changing and we still keep learning new and new information as far as how the virus is spread. And then as far as like what, I mean, my company is still full-time remote that I work for. And so it's really, you know, what is, what does work even look like that kind of stuff. And so, but I think about those early, early days and, and, you know, everybody wiping down our groceries, we were doing everything because we had zero idea of what we were supposed to do. And to hear, to have a company where you have the, you have what's needed to get the job done already and you have the resources and then you have these skills that you de have developed over, I believe you said, what, 27 years, right, approximately? So 27 years and then you have the product and then you have the ability to help people in a time of uncertainty that had to have brought a lot of ease of mind or peace of mind to a lot of folks, especially in the early beginning. Michael, I'd love for you to talk us through now kind of some of your early experiences starting to go out as a company and starting to provide these services to clean houses and clean businesses when people are still just trying to figure out what even is COVID in those first early days. Yeah, thank you. It's, the timeline was like like David was saying was you know in February we started hearing terms like virus, sick, you know different Europe, Italy, um, travel ban, and then in March we started hearing more and more about it. And then I guess David, what was it like a ten day period? It was over two million dollars worth of business dropped off the table from cancellations. And, and, and the funny thing about that is, is it's not funny, but um, these events, because David is, you know, he's, he's more of the producer end that actually deals with a lot of the venues. These places are booked out two years in advance with huge deposits that they can't get back. Right. And so all this stuff just kind of, you know, went, went away and we were just, we'd never seen anything like this. Like it, it's very rare for a big show to ever get canceled. Yeah. And then it was just, just one after another. It just, it was just a snowball effect. And so, like we said, when we got together and we figured out how to retrofit some of these really nice film lights that are just really good at, at evenly spreading high concentration light. And we retrofitted them with germicidal medical grade bulbs. We started really just hitting the pavement. I mean, we went from our industry, as you know, the, that type of AV industry and media industry is you work all the time. You basically, right. your phone's always on. You're always working. You're always doing something. And uh, we always laugh about that. And, uh, and so you, 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 you get idle and it's, you can't be idle. And so you, you figure this out. And like David said before, we figured out the retrofit. And so we just started really hitting up a lot of bigger businesses that needed to get going again, the mortgage, Firms, the title firms, the attorney's offices, you know, some of the colleges, wrestling gyms, you know, things like that. And we just really started going and really getting after it. And it just, you know, it, it attracted, a, you know, a lot of people, it gained a lot of interest. Um, 
and uh, it just seemed very seamless. Does that make sense? Since logistically we had place, we had people, we had trucks, we had lights, we had, you know, everything to get going. And, uh, and we had this, this limitless crew, you know, these 1099 guys that we could hire that are so good with all of our Fortune 500, Fortune 200 clients that are engineers and understand how this stuff works. And so, and they're, they're our family. We've been, you know, very, you know, they're our travel family that we go out and we do these shows with. And we just really want to get them working. And, 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 and that's really, that's really one of the biggest things that drives us for this is not just so much us, but just to try to get people going again, you know? Right. And I, and I think it's so crucial too, because one of the, I mean, what do you, what do you hear? What does one hear on the news of like, if you have COVID in your house, isolate, what was it? 14, 14 days to quarantine to make sure that the virus is dead. But I mean, but truthfully for some, for some folks, or if you've got a business where you do have other people in and out, it's not a reality to just shut down for 14 days. And that's where you all come in. You can bring in the, 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 excuse me, the UVC sterilization technique using right. the lights to kill all germs, not just COVID related. Jerks, right. correct and that is and that is and that's why in the wrestling community my, my again my son's a wrestler in college blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so they're just it's disgusting and so yeah it's there's every germ everywhere and so it's just like when we light that stuff up and sanitize and sterilize an entire room i mean you don't really we never really thought about it before you know break rooms bathrooms you know aerosol coming from just turning on oh. faucets you know yeah. all these things that can be airborne it's just uh I, you know, it, it, it's shocking that we haven't really dealt with this before, you know? Sure. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Yeah, because I think that it's it's a it's an opportunity. And honestly, I'm finding this a lot with um, with working as well, whereas, you know, companies recognizing that there are questions one they had never asked as a company before why don't we have everybody working remote this does seem to drive better efficiencies in different work why didn't we clean everything before using the sterilization method the this is extremely nasty um and i and i think that's it's an interesting comparison too because when you have something like um like a Lysol spray, I mean you're just kind of hoping that that kills the bacteria you have zero I mean, when you have, let me say this, when you have nothing and folks don't have access or believe, don't know of another way, they're going towards something like Lysol to try and hope that it gets the germs, but we don't really know. And so I'd love, David, walk me through, what were some, did you have some of those early clients who had tried Lysol or tried other companies and it wasn't getting the germs or it was damaging their homes? What was your experience with this? Because I envision it as you have a light and you're not spraying a harmful chemical around that could endanger yourself, your pets, your family, or ruin anything, but you just have light. So I'd love to know, like, what were some of those earlier, earlier conversations you had with folks? Well, Joe, to be honest with you, it's a current challenge we have, which mm. is, we, we like to call it the spray and pray mentality in Texas, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, they, they would rather spray everything with a bunch of chemicals and just hope nothing happens. <laughs> um, and that's one of the biggest sales hurdles that we have, honestly, yeah. is to get over that mentality. Um, because one, they don't, they associate residue with cleanliness. So if they yeah. see there's a bunch of junk everywhere, there's chemicals everywhere, then it must be cleaning something. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's the same. It's the same, I guess, it cleans something. I, sure, it cleans something. 
But, you know, one of the things that we knew going off the right out of the gate was that the service that we're providing is 100% residue free. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't leave anything. Yeah. And so like, like Mike was saying is that, um, we knew if we targeted title companies, banks, things that were essential businesses that had to yes. be open where they don't feel like they need to put away their paperwork at night, we can come in at night, clean everything, um, and walk away and there's no residue left over. Um, one of the things we knew it did, but we didn't know ex nobody really knew exactly what COVID was doing and how the COVID was spreading. We were talking, we were targeting surface area, right? We knew that right. our lights could kill surface area. We also knew that our lights could kill everything airborne. And the scientists working on COVID didn't, at the time they knew there was some airborneness to COVID. Yeah. Um, but, you know, spraying your Lysol at the time didn't kill it. You know, no. Whereas yeah. we can come, we can come in with our fixtures, and when we when we sterilize an environment, like one of our fixtures does two hundred square feet. So if we come in wow. with a bunch of fixtures and we do three thousand square feet, um, when we light it up, it's like kind of like an oven cleaning cycle. When we light okay. it up in there, everything in the room is getting baked. Every surface, the floor, everything, including the air. And what happens when when you walk into one of our spaces after we've cleaned it? The air smells funny because the air is now neutralized. It's killing uh, everything in the air. And yeah. when you smell sterilized air, it has a unique smell to it. And you don't you don't realize that, oh, wait a second, it's completely clean. Right. <laughs> right. And so, you know, we've 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 made some alliances and some partnerships with some heating and air conditioning companies where we're starting to do the research and installing these in air duct systems, because that technology has also been around for about 10 years where they install UVC systems on your airflow in your house. Yeah. And it kills everything going through that way. Um, we're you know, we're not branching off into that business, but we have uh, we have partners that are working in that way. So, like you know, that. where we are now, you know, is really battling that mentality of spray and pray. Um, yeah. You know, we, we thought going out of the gate that um, that we could easily hit up restaurants and bars, that they would jump at the occasion. Yeah. No, no, they, you know, they, the, the bar, the, the number one thing, like bars and yoga studios and places like that, they're all independent owner operators like we are, and they're getting impacted just like we are. So, you know, they could spend $5 on a bottle of Clorox spray or, you know, they could pay for our service. Well, they got, they right. have no income right now. So they're going to go for the yeah spray and pray mentality. You know, we're going right. to, we're going to do the, the minimum that we can do right. and hope that nothing happens. But, so. and the, but then the downside of that is, you know, if you have someone who contracts COVID at your location, I mean, you could open yourself up to a, potential lawsuit, potential scandal. I mean, who knows, right? right. It's, I mean, even if, even if there's no lawsuit or anything like that, just the word of mouth of, Oh, I got it from dark, this bar down the street. Dark cloud. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. We've actually, we've actually done some hot zone cleanings as we call it, where we've had, we've had a title company where they've had an employee come in and they've tested positive. And so they call us up and they're like, we need to clean the space immediately because I got to have employees that are coming back in in the morning. Right. And so we'll do an emergency clean overnight for that. Um, you know, and we also provided that same service for the retail environment, for the, um, the real estate environment, 
where we had a realtor who contacted us. Hey, I have a seller who's tested positive, but we have to get the inspector in the house. We have to yeah. show the house. We have to have an open house. Can you guys come in and do an emergency clean? And we did. And it cleans everything. Yeah. I love that. And one of the things that I'm a huge fan of from when we're thinking of really anything, but specifically from a cleaning perspective, if it's got that residue, I'm not a fan of it because I just feel like, well, I guess maybe this is a better way to say it is like, I'm a big fan of what can I do that has no risk to me? It's no harm, only positive. Right. And I'm like, you know, I'm always, when I'm trying something out new, I'm like, well, I, the worst it could do is nothing, but the best it can do is a lot. And if I have something that could harm me or could help me, I'm less inclined to go after it. But yet you see so many people that go after Lysol and because it's we're accustomed to like, we'll just wipe it or just spray it or whatever. And we've got that residue, but that residue, I mean, it, you feel it on your fingers, you can smell it in the air. And so it just makes me you know? Yes. In your skin. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's like, what is it, what is it doing long-term to you? So now to have a service like pure beam where you're not going to have that residue, you're not going to have those harmful chemicals in your, in your body and on your pores and everything damaging you. It's just cleaning the air, the services, all of these germs. It's fantastic. You know, it's funny. You mentioned the, the smelling of the sterilized air. I used to watch community and there was, um, there's an episode where one of the characters, they're trying to get him to be an uh, air conditioning repairman and they take him into a room and he, and they're like, do you feel that? He's like, I don't feel anything. And they're like, that's, that's the room temperature room. This is room temperature. So it's funny. You said <laughs> sterilized air. And I was like, oh, makes you think community. Um, but Mike, I'd love to know what has been some of the, cause we know we talked about the origins of the company and we talked about some of the risks or not risks, I'm sorry, some of the challenges that y'all are facing right now. So I'd love to know what are some ways in which you're thinking about continually finding a way to engage with potential business owners and provide your services in a way that makes it where they can see the benefit. I guess maybe this is the best way to phrase it is how, how are you thinking about reaching the folks who don't necessarily see y'all as a benefit right now? How do you convince them or how are you starting to think about convincing them to say, hey, while this may be X number up front, this is the Y benefits as opposed to that $5 Lysol bottle, which we don't really know that it's doing anything positive for your business. That's a great question. Um, that has been probably one of the biggest hurdles. Um, it's been like, like David said, it's been a huge, it's, it's like education, right? You're, you're in something that's been around for so long. It's been, um, it's, it's, it's a constant like teaching Avenue. And so we, we were just approached by a home builder just the other day. And he's like, wow, I'm going to start putting all of these things in my, my airflow systems. And, and I asked him, he's like, I said, can you believe that we haven't had them already? Right. And he's like, I, wow, for the tiny amount of money you could have in the system, why don't we have them in libraries, anywhere where anybody gathers? And that's been, yes. that's really the, the hardest thing to try to educate people because, um, you know, you get a lot of pushback. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's, uh, you know, a lot of uh, people that don't believe this is real, blah, blah, blah. I'm not right. getting into the political part. No, no, of course, of course. It impacted, you know, a lot of industries and a lot of people. And, and, and really, at the end of the day, it's like, well, don't you want to provide the safest environment for any type of 
uh, uh, person that's going to come in for business or churches or whatever, or schools. Like, I, I'm like, wow, why? This has been around forever. Like David said, it's been yeah. around forever. You know, I, I personally have one of the UVC systems, a Remy Halo system in my house. And, you know, my one of my best friends is an HVAC guy. And he, you know, insisted that we, we get it. And it was a lot, you know, cheaper than I thought. And I thought, man, I'm just really surprised that home builders aren't doing this now. Right. You know, and, and yeah. venues and convention centers and things like that. But, you know, it's, it's, you can, I've gotten questions like, well, do you really believe this works? What's the liability? And I'm like, well, this is in operating rooms. Right. Okay, yeah. So yes. Of insurance for all the liability. Why do you think everything's so expensive? So, you know, that's, that's pretty much, you know, we have, we have things called dose meter cards. I won't go into too much about how it works right now, but it's like, we have things that prove that the coverage has been, you know, accepted in, in certain right. areas. And, you know, I, I I don't know. It's it's a hard question because it's been a hard answer. Uh, sure. So it's 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 getting people to getting people up to speed. Yeah. Getting information out there and then taking that information and that headwind and going out and really spreading the word that this is something that we're trying to do to help make people confident and going out again, knowing that they can go to the safest environment that they can possibly, right. to, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, totally. And I, I, when I first heard about y'all, the first thing I thought was, well, of course this works because it's logical. Like I just, I sat for five seconds, read about the technology and the science being used and went, well, obviously this is, I mean, they're using this in operating rooms. Of course, this UV light is killing the germs. Like this all makes logical sense. Why, why, why is nobody talking about this? Instead, we're getting like, uh, I'm tired of the pandemic. I'm going to go out, throw the dice down the, the table, see what happens. Or you get like, well, you get another conversation of like, well, only this one specific Lysol bottle works. Somebody told me that the other day and I'm like, I don't, what, why, why does the orange bottle work and not the yellow bottle? I'm so like, you know, just all this stuff. So to have a company that's, that's got a science based area or no, I'm sorry, a science based, um, method, easy for me to say, that's working, then why are we having, you know, these discussions? But I think it's because it's been so ingrained from a marketing and a business product standpoint that it's, it's, this is, it's understood that this is what you use to clean, meaning the Lysol and the Swiffer and this type of cleaning product, that it's hard to kind of peel back that stuff. And to your point, Mike, what you're talking about, why don't we have this stuff in our, all of our air vents because it's been around for 10 years. Library. I think it's just, Yeah. And I think it's because people people weren't forced to reconcile with the way in which they clean and breathe and right. go to places. And now they're having to. And so these are some tough conversations where we're trying to say, hey, look, we could be better. We could have it better. Why would we want to go back? So, Dave, what has been or what are you looking at as far as um, – when you're having conversations with the businesses who are employing Pure Beam and are working with y'all to to make sure that they're set up for success, what are the conversations that they're having? Mike talked about one of the home builders talking about putting the the vent system in their homes, but what are some of the additional conversations you're having with these businesses to 
rethink the way in which they do business and pure beam being a core piece of that from a cleaning and sterilization perspective well the difficult thing um as we're all witnessing right now and you just kind of touched on a little bit is the fact that it's all preventative and people aren't looking people aren't looking for preventative measures right now people are looking for cures they're looking for they're looking for if i catch it am i going to be cured it's not a matter of okay i don't want to catch it so i'm going to be preventative so that's one of the biggest hurdles so as an employer of of many people a lot of uh, a lot of business owners and that's who we target as independent business owners or facility managers and things like that you know they're um they're worried about their employees right, right. and it's just like uh, it's just like when you started having employers um paying for your flu shot right okay. it's not a matter of hey we're i mean yeah it's a little bit of hey we're trying to be nice but it's also the employer going hey, I don't want you to be sick for three weeks out of this year, you know? So a lot of the employers are thinking about it in the preventative state um, of we want to use this service to be preventative. We're still going to have our employees come in masks. We're still going to use hand sanitizer. We're still going to do all the things that the CDC, you know, says to do. um, But what are the extra steps that we can protect our investment in our employees and keep our employees healthy and happy? Right. And now y'all talked about, uh, I think Mike, you had referenced some kind of a, a card. Do you do demonstrations for some of these businesses? Is that part of like a consultative um, meeting with some of them? Or how, how do you go about, I guess, I, I hate using the word solicit. So I'll say having new development conversations with businesses. I like that word better than soliciting. The the marketing area, the, 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 the getting face-to-face, um, yeah, there's just honestly, there's so much online with with you know with FDA and everyone else that you can just go and read and see. There's just limitless amount of information proving that this works. Yeah, and it's and and we 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 forward that. But yes, we've gone out. We we have uh, beta sites. Okay. That we use, um, you know, some of the smaller businesses that we're friends with to try to help, like David and I said earlier, we're trying to help people get back to some sort of normal. And some of these people are some of our very close friends. And if we have the means, we're gonna go out and we're gonna help them do whatever. But, you know, it's, it's, we go and we, 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 you know, of course we came from the AV industry and David is one of the best DPs I've ever met in my life. So, you know, he can go out and shoot some stuff that we're doing, but at the same time, we're helping other people. So it's like a win-win situation. We can educate people on one side, but we can also help a mom and pop business on the other side and and show people how this works. Yeah. It's, 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 it's been a really great experience, but it's the, it's been the education process. Yeah, definitely. I love, so one of the things that I really love is you know, I'm obsessed with this idea of trying to leave the world better than I found it. And if there's even just a little bit that I can do to make a positive impact on the world, I'm all in. And so to hear a company such as Pure Beam say, hey, you know what? 
we could ha- we could be better and here's how we could do it and then now there's so because i just i even think about like now i'm like going down this whole rabbit trail but i'm thinking of like allergens in the air right like we're in texas there's so many different seasonal allergies that you bring into your home that aren't properly filtered out or maybe your filter's old right. through your air vent and you've got you maybe you've got pets like whatever, right? And so if you have this type of service or you have it attached to your your AV unit or you have Pure Beam come out, you know, you're killing these airborne allergens, these airborne germs, all this stuff. And now you're able to live and have a better quality of life. And that's what y'all are saying is we can have a better quality of life as individuals, as companies, as a community, which will then allow us to feel our best and be able to go live our full authentic lives however that manifests. And so Dave, I'd love to get your perspective as we're near rounding, rounding third plate or heading towards home, um, plate base. I knew what you meant. It's yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, it's been a long work day. Um, (laughs) but what has been, what has been something you've been very excited to experience as a result of this, either an interaction or maybe even just some research and delving into the science behind it all. What has been something that's been really positive from you? And then we'll go to Mike as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge nerd and I like all technology. <laughs> and so I like giving the being given the opportunity to dive into a new technology. And there's, there's different avenues that, you know, we're doing light research on right, right now, which is what other things can the UVC do or even what other bandwidth, you know, there's a, you know, there's a, a far field UVC technology right now that they're talking about, um, which is safer for skin. Like um, in all transparency, when we use our fixtures, there is no living being in the room when you use our fixtures. All, all our fixtures are on remotes um, because it's not the best thing for your skin. It's sure. not the best thing for your eyes. Um, but there's new technology coming out, which is a different wavelength of UVC, which they're finding is safer for skin. So there are some companies that are, are doing research on creating archways, like for schools. Oh, where yeah. People w- walk through the archway and you're then sterilized going. Into that's the awesome. So that that's an exciting one. Um, one that um, I'm keeping an eye on. Um, we didn't even think about it when we started it. There's a there's a group of scientists in Lake Tahoe right now that are using it to kill lake bloom algae. They're using ultraviolet light to kill algae, and oh, they're wow. returning these lakes back to pristine water. That's incredible. I, right. I mean, can you imagine if we took some of our pictures into White Rock Lake and turned it into a clear lake? <laughs> That'd be so good. Oh my god. Right. Yeah, yeah, it would be amazing. And so that's really exciting. And you know, we're you know we're looking at at whatever is coming down the UV spectrum. You know, we're fully embracing it and seeing what kind of research is being done on it. I love that. Mike, how about you? It's like David said, it's 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 limitless right now with the the far UV, the two 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 um nanometer wavelength. It's uh it's been I don't even really know how to even describe how how, how far this stuff's gone and where what it can do. Yeah. And how many people it can benefit and how many, you know, big corporations and groups that it, it really, it seems very necessary at this point, but, you know, I just, we're, we're chugging along and we're, we're trying to educate people. It, it's really the big education phase right now. Yeah. So definitely. And like you said, it's exciting. It's cool. We can get people going again. We can do these different things, but, um, it's it's a really neat phase right now, and and, and it's it's shocking that it's, it's not in, installed or already you know going forward in, in, in more 
more municipalities or, or other places like that. Right. Definitely. I love that. Well, we are going to transition to the final two segments of the show. So the first one is one I like to call things to check out. And I want to know what are you reading and who are you listening to? So a book recommendation or an article recommendation and a podcast recommendation, um, because I feel so a lot of people ask me like, why not movie or why not TV show? And I feel like there's a lot of great resources and sites that cover some great stuff you can read or I mean watch like AV Club is an example EW if you want um, for me I like to read and I like to listen to podcasts so I'd love recommendations uh, Mike let's start with you what are you reading and who are you listening to Moneyball oh I'm a super nerd and so good I love statistics and actually my wife did a show with the uh, gosh the general manager of the athletics uh, and she had a picture with him She's like, I'm hanging out with him right now. And I pictured Brad Pitt. Yeah, of course. And I'm like, well, that's on your list. So it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I guess whatever. But anyway, and then <laughs> listening to, I do a lot of uh, armchair Dak. Oh, armchair expert. Yeah. Yeah, I do a lot of that. Um, I like his stuff. I actually saw him live here with Gordon Keith. Oh, nice. When they, when they came in. Um, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a really great listen and, uh, but my son, who loves Chinese history, loves the Dan Carlin hardcore history. Yep. Like the seven-hour podcast of the Han dynasties, and that's really yeah. tough for me. But I will listen because I love him so much. I love that. And Dave, how about you? What are you reading and who are you listening to? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna since you've given me the opportunity, I'm going to plug one of my very good friends. So Matt Mosley, the Doomsday Podcast. So Matt was in a really horrific bicycle accident about a week oh, and a half no. ago. So he's just he's back on his feet now. Yeah, he broke his back and broke his neck. Um, but the the Doomsday broadcast is back in operation. So um, if you've never heard it, it's really an awesome sports uh, podcasting program. Mm -hmm. and, and Matt needs uh, needs thoughts and prayers right now as he's awesome. healing and, and he's all bandaged up. Yeah. So uh, reading wise. Um, I'm kind of, you know, cheesy fiction kind of guy. So I started the Jack Reacher series. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, but, yeah. It. Very cool. Well, I will give uh, my recommendations. So what I'm currently reading, I just picked up. Um, I always have to be reading a couple of books. So I've plugged my recent books, but the the one I just picked up today, it's called Soccer uh, Soccernomics. It's also statistics-based book, but it is about... It was written, I think, earlier uh, around 2010, 2011, so it's a little older, but it's about how, from an economics and statistics perspective, countries like the United States should be dominating in soccer on all levels, and it examines why historically that hasn't been the case, and why countries such as England and more smaller countries from a population-wise will end up, there will be this... Um, this switching of the guards, if you will, over time, but it speculates on how long that's going to take. In this book, it was anticipated within the next five years. Well, we know that's not the case. So I think it'll be interesting to look at how they can extrapolate the data further on. So there's that. And then what I'm listening to, I'm always a big fan of, in the same vein of Armchair Expert, I listen to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. And there's an episode I want to recommend. I just re-listened to it. Um, Dane Cook, who I used to be a huge fan of back in the early uh, mid-2000s, um, he came on the show back before quarantine 
as he's been on since quarantine. And he told his perspective about his relationship with his parents, why he did stand up, what his perspective was like, basically being a rock star stand up comedian, which was really unprecedented. And he just is very real and raw and not a side of Dane Cook I thought I would ever hear. And it was very genuine and touching and personal. And so I highly recommend folks to go check that out. So that has, this has been things to check out. Now we're going to transition to uh, the last segment of the show, my favorite one. It's the dad joke of the week. It is a segment where I hurl dad jokes at my unsuspecting guests in an attempt to get them to laugh while the audience groans, but I can't hear the audience. I can only hear my guests, so it works out for me. But I do like to put my guests on the spot first. So Mike, Dave, do either of you have any jokes you would like to offer up today? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Go right ahead, Mike. Jump on it. <laughs> when does a joke become a dad joke? Ooh, I'm not sure when. When it becomes apparent. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Well done. Well done. Dave, how about you? Any jokes? Uh, my... <laughs> I can't top that. No. Mine's, right. Mine are stupid, silly dad jokes. Like, what's, Perfect. What do, you, what do you cross an elephant with a rhinoceros? Ooh, I don't know. What's that? Elephino. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. So I've got, I've got a few. <laughs> all right. I've got a few. All right. So first of all, uh, you know what? I was going to tell a time traveling joke, but you guys did not like it. Uh... Time traveling joke was going to tell it, but you guys didn't like it because I went back and all right, moving on. All right. Uh, which state has the most streets? I don't know that that would be Rhode Island. Good. Uh, uh, and uh, last one. What did the coffee report to the police? A mugging. Because it's coffee. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. So, y'all, if, if people want to follow you and see what you're up to and book a service appointment with y'all, what's the best way for them to do that? Fish? Yeah, purebeam.net is our website purebeam.net uh we're also on facebook and instagram um purebeam.net that's us perfect perfect i love it well y'all we need a hashtag for this episode should we use hashtag purebeam mm -hmm. yep all right perfect all right well thank you all so much for coming on the show today this has been an absolute delight mike dave thank you all so much awesome. you thank bet you as well. thanks for having us I really appreciate it of course appreciate your time Come, you're yeah, absolutely. You're welcome back anytime. And uh, listeners, I'll be back next week with another great episode. Uh, but until then, hashtag pure beam and hashtag be a better dad. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at detoxpodcast or visit detoxpodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.